Hey, what's up everyone, and welcome back to Crazy Daimyo's Video Game Emporium with the boys. It's your boy, Lord Daimyo, and the other boy is... Introduce yourselves. Hello there, lovelies. It's Michael, also known as Creation. And it's Ziggy, also known as Zig. And we are back again for episode three of talking about video games. Um, today's episode, we are going to be talking about sequels. And more specifically, the sequel video games that we think are better than the originals. And just sequel games that we like. But before we get into all that, what games are you guys playing? Do you mean this one? You already know what it is. I've been on and on and on about it because I can't uh, seem to cut my fix, you know? I mean, maybe I need to go to DMC Rehab. I don't know what it is. I'm playing Devil May Cry 5. Can't you hear it? I mean, oh. shit, there might be a little little bit of video accompanying this uh, talk right here. But, you know, yeah. uh, I'm not going to say no further because uh, <laughs> you count the previous episodes. And there's probably about 10 minutes I've gone on about this series. So. Well, I, hold uh, on. I got a question. The drops, so does I. Yeah, I got Sorry. a question about how are you able to be playing Devil May Cry five for so i mean are you just still getting through the main story or like how are you still on this well uh i kind of took a break from it until you know special edition got announced and virgil and then i saw that virgil would be available as a dlc for the playstation 4 and i okay. was like you know what like i already completed the story uh i almost had all of dante's moveset v's nero's except for the really absurd amount of red orbs that were required for like their X provocation, which is like a taunt that can be used to grant red orbs, but it's really hard to pull off and it grants you a high S rating. But, um, I don't know. Like I, I tried to bloody, bloody palaces Dante before and I got to like 29 maybe. And then when Virgil came out, I was, it was like, and after the break, it was a whole new game. And then I've just been kind of obsessed with like, uh, the mechanics for Virgil's kit. They're very complex. You can, there's a judgment cut system, which is in Devil May Cry 4, but in 5, which is the only one I'm familiar with, it's, there's timing. You can get like four in a row on the ground, but you can also implement it out of any part of the Yamato combo. If you hold triangle at a certain point to where he just does that like rapid uh, Bato Jutsu and sees uh, his sword and pretty much cuts through time and space, <laughs> you can mm -hmm. like weave that in and in. But uh, I completed um, normal uh, for the story mode. Uh, my first playthrough of Dante Must Die was using Virgil. And <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's, it might be nostalgia factor because I borrowed a Zig's copy here <laughs> of Devil May Cry 3 for yeah. months on end. Same way I did his Resident Evil 4. So did I. I. just like, man, I don't care. But <laughs> yeah, they kind of went around. Those yeah. Video games. So. No kidding. I was just going to ask, I was like, if it's Dante Must Die mode and you pick Virgil, it must be pretty easy because nothing would be trying to kill you. <laughs> yeah, it's Dante Must Die, not Virgil right, Must no, Die. No, that's a good point. It still says Dante Must Die, but on any playthrough that you want to look at on YouTube, the majority of them just auto-fill Virgil Must Die instead of like, but in the game huh. menu, it still is uh, Dante Must Die. Okay, but so... the reason why I still play it is... Uh, yeah, tell the, me that. I wanted to get the Bloody Palace taught... And I was kind of a, a scrub. And a after I def 
yeah, it's a okay. The taunts in these games can actually inflict damage and can what? Is, is, the mechanics, man, the mechanics in these games so far surpass anything in the old, but they're still true to the spirit. But it's in the Resident Evil 7 Engine 2, so it's just gorgeous. Like, this is why. So, hold it's on. It's like the one that got me. <laughs> hold on. So, you have been playing Devil May Cry 5 so much because you are grinding the Bloody Palace to get Virgil's Taunt, right? Yeah. And okay. the thing is, I okay. scrubbed it and used Super Virgil, which I earned from. Uh, you, there's some weird transaction. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm, yeah things about this Paid uh, for it, didn't earn game it. Okay. but uh you can totally avoid them too just from grindings yeah but okay. i did i avoided that so i, I did uh don't take us die mode to get super virgil and i made it to like maybe floor 98 uh mm. with original and i'm like screw it i'm just gonna uh clear the bloody palace with super virgil which i did and it still got me the trophy and it still got me the taunt, but I feel dirty about it. So now I'm on my quest to clear it with original Virgil. And what Super Virgil does, and, or any of the super characters, will like a lot, like a completely like just auto regenerating Devil Trigger gauge. Um, it doesn't keep your like Sin Devil Trigger on or anything, but like you'll always have something replenishing. And with Virgil, he has a concentration meter, which will always try to remain like at top notch or whatever. But yeah, that's why I still play. And there's just so many uh, like forms of mechanical expression that is like available to this game, just with like its gameplay in general. I see some mm. of these combos. Like you'll 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 look at DMC five content, and you'll see like this combo made my thumbs burn off and disintegrate. And it's mm. Like just the skill expression available to this game, but it's skill expression for yourself. It's not competitive. You can just be like, I've had moments where I had to put my that's controller the best. down. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it's the best. great. So. You know what but else? That's why I'm still playing it. Yeah. You know what else I really love is how. Um, how you said you weren't going to talk much about Devil May Cry 5, and yet you went for six minutes. So we, we all know how much you love it now, just by that alone. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, <laughs> okay. it hasn't been reiterated or beaten into the ground enough by now. But, I mean, hell, I'm still playing it. I don't know what else to answer. I mean. Yeah. I mean, if you're still playing it, you're still playing it. I mean, that's we're, we're getting in touch every week, and we're seeing what we're playing, you know. And if you're still playing the same thing, you're still playing the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Highly recommended. Well, I am, of course, still playing um, Dragon Quest II. I almost have it beat. But what I am also playing is uh, I just bought Subnautica on my PlayStation 4. I have seen you on that. (laughs) And, boy, I, I, I only bought it because... I heard, oh, it's a bunch of underwater stuff. And I said, okay, I'll just buy it knowing just that. But it's like a underwater, like you crash land on an alien planet that's like 100% ocean. And you are just, it's a survival game underwater. And it's super scary and creepy and challenging. What? And I love it. What are the graphics... What do the graphics look like? They're gorgeous. My great, fiance yeah. actually great it. graphics. And, uh, it's available to me just how our PSN well, is linked and works, they, but I haven't tried it myself. But it's I, I didn't, it's immaculate. I didn't. I didn't ask how good the graphics were. I asked what they were. Oh, okay. They are realistic graphics. If that's what you're oh, asking. Okay. I mean, it's, it's not cartoony. No, it's no, not no. Cartoony. It's no. it's 
two is it two D? Is it three D? Yeah, it's a full three it... D survival game. I mean, okay, gets. Yeah, it's um. I mean, the only cartoony thing about it is like the fish and stuff you see aren't like regular Earth fish. Like they're alien okay. fish, so they kind of look goofy, like with one eye, but. Then you see like. Whoa! Are you like on another planet, or are you just yeah. underwater? Yeah. No, you crash land on a planet that's like a hundred percent ocean. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. So you have to like try to. I mean, you your huge spaceship is just like right across the way, and it's all on fire, and you can't get to it, and you just are in a tiny little escape pod, and you gather materials to make like <laughs> an underwater base and to make like um, submarines and. There's, like, a bunch of alien ruins underneath the ocean, and it's it's really cool. That sounds awesome, actually. Yeah, it's really, really Ziggy, awesome. ever the philosopher. It's not how the graphics are, it's what they are. Exactly. Well, I mean, I don't know what it looks like or anything about it, so I was like, what does it look like? And you guys, it look good? It looks good. No, it's I'm like... I'm just saying, it's immaculate. Yeah, no, imagine... I mean, it's just like a... It, you know, it's like a realistic, you know, imagine castaway, but no island. It's just ocean. But the story is pretty impeccable too. I must say, from what yeah. I know of it, yeah, it's pretty cool. So it's a uh, it's a really awesome game. I I haven't done like a bunch, but I'm just like trying to survive, and uh, it's really cool. It looks really great. It's super right. super scary. Is another really? thing I really like. Is this uh, really dark? Yeah, I mean. Leviathan Raphael. Yeah, you see, like, you just hear underwater noises that are just scary. And I just recently got a, um, like, a little mini, like, submarine. And I was like, oh, yay, now I can go, like, all the way down into these trenches where I wouldn't have enough, like, breath to get back up normally so now i've got this like submarine uh -oh. so i started going down and i'm like 200 meters down and i start getting alerts that like my ship's starting to implode because it can't withstand the pressure and then it's super dark and like the computer systems are telling me that uh like seven out of the nine traits that induce human terror are in this biome and yeah, it's just you hear noises and you see creatures, and it's just ooh, it's it's I awesome. I must ask you one question: um, Have you encountered the warpers yet? <laughs> I have. Yeah, Ziggy, these warpers—they suck. <laughs> yeah, they're underwater. What, what are the warpers? They're like underwater, like mantis-looking, like uh, they look like mantises, but they also look like mermaids. Um, but they can teleport, and they can teleport you. So, just all of a sudden you see one pop up in front of you, and then all of a sudden you're, like, teleported across across the way. Like, super scary. Uh, Ziggy, what are you playing? Uh, I, I actually have been playing a whole lot of Sega Genesis games. Uh, my favorite one right now is, is the Addams Family. Actually, mm. Mm. Uh, what's so what's so cool about the Adams family on the Sega Genesis is uh, that it's a Mario Brothers, uh, basically a Mario Brothers clone, 
uh, with darker graphics. I'm not going to say, well, I guess I could say it's more detailed. The Sega Genesis is known for having it's more of like more darker detailed graphics uh, than these bright, colorful, cartoony graphics that Nintendo had for the Super Nintendo games. Yeah. But uh, so in this in this Addis Family game, you're Gomez and you've got to go rescue your family members. And it has this neat, um, I, you could say level select, but it's, it's like a bunch of stairs and doors. And so you, when you uh, continue after losing all your lives, you go back to this basically hallway with all these doors and stairs, and they, they lead to different levels. Hmm. And the levels all interconnect with each other, and it's really fun because... Uh, like I said, it's like Mario, and so you really get moving quickly, and you're like bouncing off the tops of things. You jump on top of monsters, and then whenever you run into a boss, it's got this weird, uh, almost like roguelike vibe where you just run into bosses. You have to kind of find them. It's non-linear. Just I should have started that from the beginning. It's non-linear. That's so you just go. That's really weird. So it's like a like a classic Mario like side-scrolling platformer but it's not linear right it's like if you took the level selection from super mario 64 okay yeah in an older mario game like peach's castle so is it i believe i played like a game boy iteration of that so hold on have you played like like, black and white have you played like the classic kirby game like the first dreamland uh-huh is it kind of like that? Because that's what that's reminding me of. Because I think Kirby wasn't too linear either, and you would do like yes. partial levels yes. and then go back. Okay. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Okay. Totally. Well, that's cool. And it's great. Whenever you beat a boss, you get a a heart. Basically, you get more health. Awesome. And there's a password system. Ooh. There's also a password system. Well, what do the passwords do? Just, like, let you skip levels or give you power-ups or what? Uh, the, the passwords, you get them after you defeat bosses. Oh, well, what do they what do? they do? Well, the bosses give you more health. So you want to save the password so that you can have oh. the amount of health. health I gotcha. So is it, like, permadeath, like all the old games, so that after you die, you... You have to put in the password so you kind of get back to the same state you were? Well, it's like, it doesn't, I wouldn't say it has like a really elaborate overworld. I would say that it more or less is like, like, relatively mediocre in its overworld size. Okay. And so you're not like trying to get super far and then save the saving seems to really only be beneficial towards like not having to go and beat bosses not having to go and find bosses and beat them to get that the power ups which i think it's just health oh. anyways it's really fun with what well, the thing i like about mario games is like once you get going through the level and you're bouncing around and you're jumping it gets really intense mm-hmm. and with the, with this with this adams family game the the level design is just so tight. The controls are absolutely tight. And I have so much fun um, just trying just trying to uh, slow down because you get you get your momentum built up 
Oh right. And I, I wouldn't say like the plat. The, I would say like the platforming is uh, complex, but everything is so well rounded that it's just ridiculously fun. It's ridiculously <laughs> fun, and the pacing is great. With old video games, I really love the whole uh, plug it in and just start playing. Yeah. Um, one thing about one thing about like newer games is there's this whole tutorial stage and yeah. if you really want to just play a game from the beginning you have to do this like whole 10 minute tutorial and then you get to watch some cutscenes. yeah stuff. 30 minute cutscene, 10 minute tutorial yeah and 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 then you go through some weird beginning where they're like really linear but like yeah you're I, right i like these old arc almost arcade style games where you just get in there and you start hacking away at stuff Hmm. Well, it actually sounds pretty decent. I mean, I've never played the uh, Sega Genesis, and um, but I could only imagine. I mean, if you're saying the platforming's decent and the level design's decent and the controls are good and the visuals are good, I mean, it sounds like you were saying a pretty well-rounded, remember, good game. I'm so fond of this Sega Genesis. <laughs> I, I remember one thing it has that uh oh me too sega genesis is like one of my favorites but uh one thing it does have that's kind of like a, an innovative effect is stackable power so Ooh. it'd be like it'd be like being able to, i don't know if you can do this but like if you were playing super mario brothers and you get the cape and you get the fireball i get you but in this in this game, he gets a he gets a hat, and this hat you can fly like Kirby, hmm. and so, uh, you and then he gets a baseball. I think it's actually a cue ball from like a pool table. Yeah. But like you can fly around, and and you can bounce these cue balls or you can bounce these balls off of people and just, it's so fun. You gotta hmm. play it. Well, I mean, I don't have a Sega Genesis, but I'm sure I played it. I played it on an emulator. Okay. Well, yeah, I might have to check it out. That sounds pretty awesome. Huh. Okay. Well, uh, that's great to hear that uh, two of us are playing new games. <laughs> but uh, why don't we move on to uh, the <laughs> the main topic? No, me. <laughs> Let's move on to the uh, main topic of the uh, of the episode. So we are going to be talking about video game sequels so we decided that we would each talk so about this is a sequels <laughs> that we should each talk about three video game sequels that we think are better or that we generally like more than the original and when we mean sequels we're being pretty strict on it and we are talking about uh, a game that came after a previously single game. So, for an example, would be like like Zelda. So, we would be including Zelda 2. We would not be including something like Breath of the Wild 2. We're just we're going second to an original one. So, no, like Final Fantasy 12 2. X2. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Final Fantasy 15,000. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going direct direct sequels. So, um, who wants to uh, start off their first 
sequel. Oh, well, I guess I'll give it a go. Uh, I'm going to have to say right off the top, that's uh, kind of an obscure franchise, I think. I mean, I bet I've heard of it. people my age are endearing to it, but uh, I'd have to say Mercenaries 2. Oh, my gosh. Um, just for technology's sake, uh, Mercenaries 1 had an interesting concept. It was great, you know, just mass destruction. You're a hired gun in a war zone your only shelter is a dematerialized zone which is like access the hub world hey but, hold on uh, just hold on taylor about... swift oh, go ahead taylor swift i'm gonna let you finish after i say that yeah mercenaries 2 is amazing and i think it's a whole lot better than mercenaries 1 okay sorry taylor swift you can continue oh uh, I don't think so. You, you forgot about Beyonce having the best music. And video Beyonce should have had the best. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, so, but yeah, uh, I kind of put him on a little bit back in the day. So hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm getting confused. Which one was the one that had the um, the the deck of cards that you had? That to... was the second one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Matias, second one's the best one. He yeah. was the Russian demolition expert. Always picking Wasn't Matias the second one? Playable characters. Wasn't the second one based in like. It Vietnam or Korea? Yeah, Korea? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the DMZ. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's probably pretty... Ri- I mean, I, I can see why there isn't any more of them because, like, the subject matter is kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it was just, like, the the destructible environments and mm-hmm. all kinds of things. Like, there's there a lot of innovation that, like, kind of, for the PS2 era, kind of pushed it when this game had its sequel. And I think there was, like, a third one announced at some time, but, like, you know, total flop. But in the second one... No, they really did have a third one. Impression. No, they did have a third yeah. one, didn't I they? I don't... Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but, like, that's all I know about it. Right? No, it wasn't good. Like, I think I played it, and it wasn't good at all. Yeah. Yeah, one but the second I... one was great. Go ahead. One thing that I like about that series is uh, when you do destroy anything, your assistant is like, like, oh, sh- shoot, we got to pay for that. It like, comes out of your pay. Yeah, yeah, I really yeah. like that. But my favorite thing was to uh, call a carpet bomb just because for the time graphically and just what it did oh, to yeah. the environment because yeah. it just the engine was just, just gorgeous. But uh, there was also a cheat for uh, a gun called the Street Sweeper. Hmm. Which was basically like a thousand clipped AK that had explosive shells. So it was just like, like everything that it touched had like this. Uh, it got in contact with any sort of hitbox, <laughs> and it would just explode. There was a few other cheap weapons. I don't really remember them too. Yeah, I like the I like the weapons and but, the destructibility and the you know sandbox sort of aspect of it. Was, but it had really entertaining voice it, lines as he progressed. Yeah, was, it, was it as sandboxy? Like, was it more sandboxy in the second one than it was in the first one? Because I remember it feeling very free room esque in the second one. Yeah, wasn't it free yeah, in the uh, second I one? I feel so, yeah. Yeah, the, and I, there was even a progression to, like, how much of the map that you could get to as you, yeah. you know. Yeah, because what I always... The deck, per se. Yeah, what I always remember and what I really loved about that, besides just messing around with the cheat codes, was I would just be driving around just for fun, and then all of a sudden it'd be like, Hey, the three of clubs is in this upcoming city, and you're like, oh, oh, awesome! And it's just sort of an impromptu grab them, and mm-hmm. you'd always accidentally kill them the first time, and you'd go back and reload your save so you yeah, could catch them live beautiful. and get more money. Yeah, I, yeah, 
I remember getting like... It would just like, be like, look at this sandbox. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I think I remember getting like... I think it was like the first one where it was like, I don't know, the queen of, you know, diamonds or whatever. And after you got them, uh, like a helicopter came and took them off. And then it's like, oh, you should check out this new area you've never been to and see if there are some there. And I was like, wait, there's more to this map? Like... I know it didn't really lead you on to believe that as yeah. such, but they were like, "Oh, cool, yeah, more like, game." Oh, the map like, doubled. Like, How cool money. is that? Yeah, I just also really enjoyed like that. Just as you said, you just be like, "Oh, look at this huge sandbox! I'm gonna steal that absurdly weaponized vehicle I see over there." Just kind of cruise around. Wait a minute, that dude's there. Thing I stole this tank. <laughs> yeah, just it, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't remember the studio who made it, but I mean, we could use a lot more of the spirit of uh, Mercenaries too. But uh, I, I suppose that's my piece on that. Well, I think that was a really, really good one. And I think we all agree with you there that Mercenaries 2 was better than Mercenaries 1. And uh, yeah, I really liked that game too. Um, I guess I'll go with, I guess I'll go with one of mine. Um... Sonic Adventure 2 is 1,000 times better than Sonic Adventure 1, I think. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, the the... alone. Yeah. The Tony Hawk. <laughs> arguably, the soundtrack is just as awesome. Yeah, the, but... the soundtrack on the first one's good, too, but that second one's great. I mean, City, City Escape, there's no beaten. Just City Escape. I have it on vinyl. I bought the vinyl. I know. I mean, it's it's great. But what I really liked about Adventure 2 was the split storyline. Like, all the little edgy kids can go be bad their first playthrough. Or if you just want to go with the classic, you go with good the first playthrough. I mean, it essentially doubles the uh, the story. It's doubles like the game. Yeah it's, yeah, it's kind of like two I, different games. Can I mention the Chow Garden? Uh, man, I loved that. I think the first one had a Chow Garden too, but nothing. No, it didn't. Nope. It, no, didn't. it didn't. Nope. Ah, well, Chow I know Garden the Garden was only in the second one. Well, I know the Game Boy one had a Chow Garden. That might be what I'm confused Sonic, Sonic Adventure on the Game Boy? Yeah, there's a Sonic Adventure. That's Sonic Advance. That's Sonic Advance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they connected to each other, so I just. But um, everybody was all about the Chow Garden. That could have been a game all on its own. I agree. And the good Chow and the bad Chow. I mean, I know a lot of people say um, the worst part about Adventure Two is the Chow Garden, but it's they're not real fans. Exactly. I mean, it's like what's better than playing a whole storyline where you're good, plus a whole storyline where you're bad, and it's not just I'm playing the same map as a bad guy. It's all new levels, but you also get a whole third aspect of this game, which is like a Tamagotchi. Like they utilize the animals. They never did that any in any other Sonic game. Did they utilize the animals? You're right. And you use these animals in the Chow Garden, and sometimes they're kind of hard to get to. But yeah. like they're not like this big glowing item that you're like, oh, I gotta get that. Like you're literally just walking around, and there's a little, little animal on the ground. And you walk over to that's that's very true. But I think that's really pretty. I agree. <laughs> and I'm not a, I'm not a huge Sonic guy at all. But Oh really? Nah, yeah, no. I just didn't like how it was The cinematography is so good. Well, 
I mean, on the older Sonic games, and even on on most Sonic games, it seems like the the purpose is to you know complete the stage as quick as you can and as like cinematic as you can. But what I really liked about Adventure Two was you didn't complete the level as fast as you could. Well, I mean, that's the goal of all of them, but you spend your time hunting emeralds as Knuckles and Rouge, and you mm-hmm. build up shooting combos with Eggman and Tails, and even on the ones where you're Sonic or Shadow, and you're supposed to be doing it fast, Adventure 2, like, in... You can slow it down. Yeah, like, it, it promotes... Level, you can slow it down. It promotes you searching, because there are, like, half of the upgrades you can get are you have to like look from where you came from to find it or you have to go a certain way you're not supposed to go just because like it encourages you to look around and stop and search everywhere which i thought would never happen in a sonic game so i mean yeah and what's weird about the first one uh sonic adventure is it has the same kind of open world vibe but that's all it has it doesn't offer like like you really don't there's no need for all the open space. So in essence, it's like wasted and it almost feels like it's non-complementary to the game as a whole. Whereas in Sonic Adventure 2, with the uh, having certain little things that are out of the way to go and get to, mm-hmm. it does provide a, cert- a certain kind of pacing where you could slow it down and just enjoy the graphics, the music, and just like what you're doing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Plus, was an adventure... Like, it wasn't the first Sonic Adventure, like, the second 3D Sonic game, or the third 3D Sonic game? I mean... Uh, there's, uh, yeah, there's Sonic 3D Blast, and it's Sonic 3D Blast... I think it was uh, the first one, right? Co- yeah, you, you you collect the animal, or the birds. You collect these birds, yeah. and, uh, the... Then you take the birds into like the bonus level, and that's like the only utilizing the only animals that could be there. But yeah, Sonic 3D Blast is on the Sega Genesis and on the PC, and I think the Sega CD. It. Uh, I think it, it was has the 3DS graphics. Yeah. It has 3DS graphics, but the first 3D Sonic game has to, I think, is the Sonic Adventure. And yeah, I think okay. it might be the second or something. Yeah, what I was getting at is I think it was. You know the first through the second 3D Sonic game, so uh, they they did a lot to kind of fill out the 3D space. I mean, your first venture into 3D can't be like they can't always be as good as Super Mario 64, so or like Ocarina yeah, of Time. Like, so <laughs> good point. It's, good point. Yeah. It seems that they can't do better than Adventure 2 Battles. Uh, I 100%. Ever since, yeah, right. ever since they did Adventure 2 Battle, they've been trying to do at least that good, and they've been able to do only at least that good. Yeah, like the DX wasn't good. Um, well, Heroes. DX is just the first. Yeah. The D- DX is just Sonic Adventure. Oh, well. I mean, it wasn't good. The uh, Heroes wasn't good. I mean, oh, no. um, Sonic Forces isn't bad. Sonic dies at the beginning. <laughs> Thank you. Oh no, not Sharnog the Hard Shard. <laughs> well, yeah, no, uh, I it's think cool. it's very cinematic yeah. and it's fun. But yeah, Sonic Adventure Two is amazing. I love that game. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he at the very beginning of the game, the very beginning of the game, you're inside of a a, a plane, and Sonic kicks open the door, and because he was arrested, playing this yeah, song. yeah, he gets he gets arrested by the government, and he kicks open the door, and he's like, I've got to blow this popsicle stand, <laughs> and so he proceeds to uh, air surf on the, the door, yeah, airplane door the down door, the street. On the, what down the, the st- d- down out of the sky and onto the street and you're going down like a san francisco hill that's like oh, it's like i would i would honestly say it might be at like a 75 degree angle maybe 80 and the best thing <laughs> and the best thing about it is that music that just kicks in just rolling around at the speed of sound oh my gosh yeah and you're you're in it like mm-hmm. it's one of the best moments in video game history because of the fact that it is so immersive like mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're i can't explain it past the fact that like there are some movies where the first opening scene does such a good job it like solidifies the rest of the movie and yeah and sonic adventure 2 did that you're absolutely right yeah yeah not of not a lot of other games i can think of were their first level set such a precedent and really just comes out so good and so strong and so hard as Sonic Adventure 2. I mean... And it, can, and it stayed at that level. Yeah, you're right. All yeah. throughout the game, it stayed at that, that level of... Yeah, it, it all, like, okay, every so single t- every single one of the levels, like, every character you were, there was that sort of heightened sense of urgency. Even in, like... The Knuckles the and Knuckles Rouge ones, where and you're, those seemed like you had a little bit of a, of a grace time, you know, getting a slowdown, but still they seemed, there were always the ticking of the alarms when you got closer, and yeah, I really liked how it sort of made it seem like, oh, he's escaping from this, you're breaking into a prison, you're breaking out of a prison, you're trying to get these emeralds before these meteors fall on you. Yeah, I mean, I... I really like it's it. crazy because Sonic is part of a terrorist sect, and they don't ever really like talk about it. <laughs> but that's what he is. Yeah. <laughs> and Sonic Forces, it's a lot more obvious because uh, they're like literally the last, the last surviving forces, and Robotnik is winning. Ooh. And then Sonic dies, and I'm like, oh, oh no, oh no, and they're like this. Uh, well, it's cool. Like in the comic, in the Sonic comic books, he's always they've always been a resistance force. That's that's what he's always been. They they're like literally. It's like if Winnie the Pooh, if there was if there, <laughs> if it's Winnie the Pooh and like some people come to cut down the hundred acre woods and that that company is run by one guy. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what's going on. Is like everybody in the hundred acre woods is like, how can we stop these people from this guy from doing this? And Winnie the Pooh is like, I'll hit him with my head. <laughs> Huh, never knew that. Interesting. Huh. Well, uh... <laughs> it sounds like we all agree on on my take of Sonic Adventure 2 being better than 1 as well, so let's hear the next one. What uh, what do you think, Ziggy? Okay, uh, so... One of my favorite sequels of all time is Doom 2. Ooh. Alright, so... Doom 2 is a lot better than Doom 1. Doom 1 is very classic. Like, what's cool about the Doom series is you could play any one of them, and they're almost a standalone in their play experience. Uh, as yeah. far as, like... Yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, 
like but in doom 2 the biggest difference is uh completely moddable one of the first computer games where you can completely mod it there were all these uh, extra programs that you could buy that people were making and selling uh i've got books and i've got uh programs to modify doom 2. uh i think that's so cool for for a first person shooter from like way back <laughs> way back like 98 or whatever um to have this uh, like a modding community that wasn't really like that prevalent um one downside of of this great invention of a moddable doom where you can create your own levels <laughs> and stuff like that is columbine happened they Ooh. planned the whole thing out one of the but, great things you say <laughs> <Wait>, hold on <laughs> One of the great pro like like downfalls of this great invention. Right. Okay. Sorry, I misinterpreted. No, that's fine. Uh, so what they but, said, uh, like it, the Columbine people were like practicing on a modded Doom too. Uh, supposedly, uh, they created okay. their like recreated their school. Oof. And yeah, but um, Doom Two was so great. Uh, I. That's the the big thing about Doom Two for me was the uh, the modding, uh, as far as like a sequel that has a big difference is one that you could change everything if you want to. Yeah. Um, and I also Doom Two has to me amazing levels, but the bit that that like I said the big thing for me that's all I really wanted to mention was the whole modding thing and how uh, it was a good. It, it was a good chance for me to mention that like whenever you do invent something cool there's always there's always a way to uh almost use it for your bad even yeah. though any invention could because like you could you could build a house with a hammer or you could tear a house down with a hammer yeah you're right yeah you know i i really have only barely played the first doom and the only other Doom I played was the one on the uh, Nintendo 64. Um, you should play uh, the Doom that's on the Switch. Oh, they're all great, but I think yeah, the newest also one. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, but those two are the really only ones that I've I've really played. Um, so I really don't know anything about Doom Two and how it's different. What about you, Michael? Do you know anything about Doom Two? Uh I don't think it's that different. I think I'm more honestly. familiar with like Doom Three than the majority of the rest of the franchise. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't see, played like a new um, Doom. Like I'm really interested in like the newest Doom that came out, but the one that sticks to me more than anything is like Doom Three for the PS One and hmm. Game Shark and all the crazy Doom, crap. Doom that. Three, Doom Three was on the Xbox and. No, well, then maybe I might be thinking about Doom Two. Then which one's know. the one on the sixty four? It was like Doom sixty four. Is I that the one? PlayStation One copy that you could like put into a Walkman and then it would play like the soundtrack. Oh, that Weird. is so cool. Uh, huh. well, I mean, if oh, Doom. Oh, no, Mike. It was a. Uh... Sorry, it. I'm I'm reading about it right now. It. It was a conversion of Ultimate Doom and Doom 2. So it was basically like the first and the second game, I think. 
Hmm. Was it like a tall case? Did you have like a tall plastic case? Man, I'd have to think for I think so. It was like it might have had like a couple discs to be honest. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. Um, it's huh. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, if the only difference between cuz I mean, you said they're pretty similar. So, what the only the only thing they got with Doom 2 is like better newer levels and you're able to mod it, right? believe so well i mean that's already a, do some quick research on the web i mean if it's just that that's already I, an improvement i, I mean because doom's formula is kind of kind kind of tried and true i mean go through shoot demons or whatever so i mean that makes sense to me uh, yeah it, there's there's no dramatic it doesn't have any dramatically different uh differences like technological developments, uh, no major right. graphical improvements. Okay. It's still got the same gameplay, and yeah, it does yeah. still have like these really non-linear levels. Mm-hmm. But uh, it takes place over a continuous single sequence of linked levels. Oh, and yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, it sounds I think better. Cool. The, the level design is more comp- complex. I mean, it sounds better. To me, too. I mean, I, I think I agree with you about it being better than the original. What, what do you guys think about... Uh, do you think it's it's a, a, a cheap move or, like, a have-to-do move where you, it's like, if it doesn't... If there aren't more new enemies, then is it is it kind of, like, not a great sequel? Like, do you, do you have to have new enemies, or do you just want more story with the same characters? That's a really, really good question. I really Shit, love you that. Screwed it all up. I really love that because I'm extremely mad at Nintendo and why they won't create new games for like existing IPs, and it's because their their design philosophy is they have to have some sort of new gimmick before they'll make another game where everyone just wishes that they just make another fresh yeah i mean they they just want something so so gimmicky but i think i and everyone here would be so happy if they just made a f-zero gx2 like if they just made a newer version of gx yeah they don't have to add new fancy control schemes or new gimmicky if they just make a better version yeah, who cares if Captain Morgan oh, punched dude. himself to oblivion and yeah. destroyed a planet? Come on, give us. I mean, same thing with Star Fox. That's the thing. I mean, Michael, that's the thing. That's the thing about F Zero. Michael is Captain Falcon doesn't doesn't throw like a single punch. I I mean I agree with you, Ziggy. I think that there shouldn't be. Well, I don't think you set a stance. I think you just proposed the question. But I think that a sequel can just be a new adventure and have everything basically be the same and I would be happy like most of the time like like Kanto and Joan in region yeah I mean like, but I like that's different because like that's different because that had that's new that's, enemies as in the form of new Pokemon all new characters yeah all new characters. so I mean I'm saying something like Pokemon's really good about that yeah but I mean What's an example? Like, I mean, uh, see, I didn't play, I was going to say 
Super Mario uh, Galaxy 1 and 2, Mario, but I never, I never played Galaxy 2. Yeah, well, no, because the... That's uh, not a good one. Let me see. Okay, here's one. Uh, Majora's Mask could kind of be considered a sequel to Ocarina of Time. And they used, like, all the same assets from Ocarina of Time. Oh. All they did was just change oh. the events... And, yeah, they were a little gimmicky with the time, but there weren't any new bad guys besides, like, the bosses. And I think it's a masterpiece of a game. Like, um... Interesting that you mention that, because it's a great example. And on top of that, the argument isn't whether or not it's worthy. It's whether, like, which one's better. Yeah, and I I think... think normally that people be very against that and they'd just be like well it's just a rehash kind of like uh yeah anyways yeah well i was also going to say like fallout new vegas i mean that's like the same reused assets mm-hmm. from fallout 3 and it's like almost all the same well not almost all the same enemies. Like yeah but i think it's so much better i mean just you can use the same enemies the same uh gameplay the same weapons the same anything but have a new fresh setting and i think it's nine times out of ten a good sequel i mean so still fresh yeah i i mean that's what i think i don't think you have to have like a good sequel has to have a new story a new map new enhanced features new enemies i don't i don't think you need all that stuff i mean if it's done right, it's well, good no matter what. I, when it comes to a, well, if if it's a if it's a sequel people want, you would think they would want to see those characters they love for the first one again. Yeah, but you'd at the think. same time, you want to see more of the world. So when you when you yeah. say that you want to see more of that universe, it, it entails more level, different areas, what lives in those areas and those environments and stuff like that. So like. That's I, I guess it's like a tree. It's like a tree, and like we're talking about certain branches, but they're all connected. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that is one thing that you would probably have to have for a sequel to be good is new location, because I'm trying to think of any game where the sequel was like the same map as the original, and it was still good. Like maybe it could be like. I know in Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption 2, on 2 they have like a whole two-thirds of the map is a new map, but you can still go back to the to the old map from Red Dead Redemption 1. But, I mean, you have all that new map. Kind of same thing with, um, I mean, I'm playing Dragon Quest, and in Dragon Quest 2 you can go back to the map from Dragon Quest 1. But, yeah, I kind of... I kind of think you need to have but a new the, location. Okay, so the throwback, the throwback maps are super exciting. Yeah, that's true. Because these are these are maps that are redone, and they're 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 redone with better graphics. You say better, but it's just different art and sometimes yeah. a little bit more detailed and stuff like that. But they try to stay true. Yeah, kind of like going back to Kanto and remember in Golden Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, Michael, what what was your second game? What was your second game? <laughs> we got a little oh, off topic, know, but you, you know how it question. is. Knack 2 is superior. Knack is the best Knack. No, I'm kidding. Huh. Um, 
I'm going to have to give it to Ratchet and Clank 2. Ooh, another one I haven't played. Uh, I have to admit that I didn't really play the first one until the PlayStation 4 remaster. But still, Ratchet and Clank 2, quote, up your arsenal. No, that might have been the third one. I don't know. They had some uh, punny titles and suggestive hmm. titles back in the day. But the second one was a blast. The story mode had me rolling. I could still roll laughing with the current, like, you know, just watching it at my current age, <laughs> just going back to the cutscene. It was it was good. It's a platformer, wacky storyline. I don't know. Ratchet and Clank is kind of a staple now. It's hard to really put into words now with, like, how far it's come and so many f- games out since that I haven't played, but I've right. played uh, one through three, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but uh, the PlayStation 2 heard, era for the titles are great. I heard Ratchet and Clank did some did some crazy uh, innovative stuff towards just the, the adventure elements that were already a status quo in video games, such as like item collecting and stuff that hmm. other games in the future are kind of uh, ended up having to utilize because it was the best way to go about it. Like, uh, oh, yeah. Cooper I didn't know about that. a whole lot of ideas from Ratchet and Clank. Insomniac of, was of, pretty good back in the day. Uh, how they, they, Sly, the creators of Sly Cooper wanted to remain true to like what they loved about video games. And they grew up playing games that where you had to go and collect just these things to get points. <laughs> so they, you know, and, but yeah, it, it was interesting mechanics like um, the Clank and uh, Ooh, girl, you ratchet. Um, <laughs> like each uh, weapon you it's purchased a had a, it's had, a platformer. Yeah, it's a yeah. platformer. Three D platformer, right? In it, and you yeah, and you can have some crazy weapons. And the more you use those weapons, they would like upgrade and evolve and become uh, something yeah. even more ridiculous the yeah, more you yeah. use them. But my favorite part about the second one was the secret uh, level. It was the Insomniac Museum, which was like a voiceover tour of their what? office and stuff that you could only access at like 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. in the game. And obviously, as a kid, I couldn't stay up or be up at those hours. So I would just go to the system settings on my PlayStation <laughs> yeah, 2 and change go. it to that time to explore it. And yeah, and you would get like some crazy – there's a crazy wow. new map wow. <laughs> where you got to explore like some uh, – I don't know, it was like a dev tour. It was pretty interesting for the time. <laughs> that is really cool. But overall, it was. I just like how it was... That's incredible. A lot of adult jokes in the Ratchet & Clank series, at least the earlier titles before they got like a movie or whatever and all that and try to like be portrayed more towards kids. Well, you know, back in the day when they were making video games, there would be like no kid that had a video game really. It was like yeah, adults that were like keeping up with it at the time. Well, I never yeah. played a Ratchet yeah. and Clank game, but I mean, you made a convincing argument. I think I agree with you that number two sounds a whole lot better than one, but um, quickly off of Ratchet and Clank, Ziggy, you were talking about Sly Cooper, and I just remembered... Uh, Infamous 2 being better than Infamous 1 as well. It's not one of my picks, but I mean, I, I think... Man, I have the... I, I almost considered oh, yeah. Prototype 1 and 2 as well, but I can't tell what's different. And, like, mm. if you were to put Darkness on the uh, in an argument, like, the Darkness 1, I would have to say is the mm. better one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so that's... How the Dude, I don't think anybody... It's so funny that you mentioned the Darkness and Darkness 2 so much because nobody ever has, like, you're the only other person I know of that's ever played that. Dude, the copy of the Darkness one I got was like... I got I it, I just haven't it. played it. 
it was just like of this, but no, it, it was. It's uh, kind of. It's, it's one hell of a ride. It's cool like, in concept. It's cool in concept. The darkness too. Mike Patton doesn't voice Edu- that. Like okay, so one and two are. No, I don't think so. The darkness two is I'm made from a different the... studio. <laughs> I know the first one I liked a lot. I liked the voice acting better. The first one I liked the aiming mechanics. I like. I was like, you didn't have it. Uh, like darkness two had. Um, mechanics to where like the bumpers or l1 and r1 would be like your weird tendril appendages from your like darkness you know armor what, but the first one i don't know had, some interesting... what it have you know what the darkness, had? darkness had potential you know what it didn't get execution i like how i like how it went i i like the i like the story mode of, it's very i like it's based off of the comic that like so, produced like witchblade and the angelus and all that and, like i think the story was just oh. fine just progressing through it and there's a you lot of what? uh there's a lot of i like the moments harsh. where what yeah like it might be being harsh did you not realize it was based off a of comic book <laughs> but um yeah, like it's not uh, an original of, idea, so I get it. Now. The, the oh, scenes okay. of uh, wa- yeah, so the scenes of like walking around and you're like possessed by the entity known as the darkness, and he starts communicating to you as you begin the game. Horrifying, <laughs> it's crazy, but yeah, there's a big. You gotta understand the lore and appreciate like the mythos and story of like the progenitor comics, anyways, oh, to really like... get into it. Well, I this sounds like about it, but when I was playing it, I'd get frustrated. I mean, the first one is harder than the second one, definitely. This sounds like we yeah, might have to. But it's cool. We might have to talk about this one if we do a future episode where we talk about uh, the original game as being better than the sequel. But yeah, I um, might have to hook up my old Xbox and yeah. play them both for reference. But yeah, I don't even know true. if the servers still exist for the second one, which I downloaded. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, yeah, um, as for Ratchet and Clank Two, um, now. They did, like I said previously, um, have a remaster of the first one on PlayStation 4, which I played and was phenomenal. It was definitely a ticket to the nostalgia dopamine train, if you know what I'm saying. I'm like, oh, I'm 12 again, yay, (laughs) with these old bones. But um, the third one was also interesting. I really just, the overarching story of the second one is wrought with innuendo and stuff that adult audiences could appreciate before they got kiddied up a little bit. <laughs> mm, so it, primarily know, classic insomniac. It's classic insomniac. So primarily the story and the, and the humor and all that's better. Yeah. And just, okay. just how, how it is, played. This like, is a uh, goal. They took, it was all a, it's a golden era PS2 game. The cutscenes. Yeah, yeah cut back in the day. Yeah, but back in the day, like, you know, it, they took the first game, made everything better for the sequel. And basically, that was like the era of PS2. You'd get a first release, and then the second one come out, and they're like, yes, so much more excellence here. And, like, they would it just always like try to step each other's back. game up. Yeah, and then they like step each other's game back up. On the first and, game. It was competitive yeah. marketing before it was all like Monopoly. Yeah. Buy this EA game, sports E A E E E E. It's in the E. E. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, I think I want to go to my next one. I think uh, we talked way go too right much about ahead, sir. Ratchet and Clank. Um, sounded good, but I mean, does Ratchet and Clank really need this much 
That's what you're talking about. I mean, if you played it, <laughs> yeah. Well, I've never played it, so I don't, I don't know. I, it just seemed like just seemed like another. It's actually uh, quite a phenomenon in the speedrunning community too. There was like a huge I, yeah, I fiasco about some crazy launch glitches, or I mean, I was looking at a his history of like the Ratchet and Clank three level skip of like oh, trying to get yeah. to the final boss and no clip and all that nonsense. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think the I first three D platformer I ever played was. Super Mario 64. So all the imitators mm-hmm. like Banjo Kazooie and Ratchet and Clank and Spyro. What was that I just kind one of where like his like head was disembodied and floating? What was that guy's name? Uh, Jack and Dexter. Yeah, yeah, Rayman. Yeah, yeah, got Rayman. It. I avoided <laughs> all those Mario 64 knockoffs. I, I nah. But um, I think I talked about paper. I talked about Paper Mario last time when I was talking about Bug Fables, but I think Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door is a lot better than the original Paper Mario game. But you guys haven't played Paper Mario. Owned and sold (laughs) multiple times. But But I have not beaten any of them. A Thousand Year Door has, has actual... Okay, so like, what's cool about those two games is they're almost like if you look at them with blurry eyes, not different. And I think that's incredible yeah, because that's of how well the one the one before Thousand Year Door was done very well for the for Nintendo sixty four game. That's for, true. Yeah, a turn based RPG. Yeah. It's not a turn-based. Is it? A, is it a turn-based RPG? Yeah, story? turn-based. Yeah, yeah turn-based. Thousand Year Door is. Thousand Year Door took that idea and ran with it. Yeah. And personally, I I don't feel like there were too many flaws. I only feel like they only added everything that was missing from the first one. I agree. I mean, they are very similar, but if it's so good, I mean. It doesn't need a bunch of changes. I mean, you get a new location, you get new partners, you get a bit of more enhanced moves, um, and more, like, you can turn into a paper airplane or, like, a paper tube to do, like, puzzles and stuff in the in the map, but... Name name another RP, name another turn-based RPG that's like that. I, exactly. Where in the overworld you transform to get into different different areas. Exactly. That's I mean, awesome. I I agree, and yeah, I just think they took the greatness from the first Paper Mario and just gave it a better story, gave it a more complex combat system while still remaining exactly how yeah. it was in the previous ones they just added like you can do um flare and stuff like after you do a move you can hit a button and do flare and you'll get extra points and stuff for it which correlate to like you know a little bit of extra xp and stuff but it's just a thousand right. door i think's better you're, you're right thousand year door really solidified the game as a RPG that you you don't have to be a fan of RPGs to get into and yeah, enjoy. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, that was my uh my little 
Very little gush about the Thousand Year Door. So, um, Ziggy, you got your second one? This isn't that crazy. It's, I love Mortal Kombat. Mortal <laughs> Kombat 2 is just so great. Makes sense, yeah. Uh, what, what makes Mortal Kombat 2 so... <laughs> what makes Mortal Kombat 2 so much better than number one? Uh, basically, almost a, a doubled roster. The, the yeah. amount of fighters has doubled. Um, How many were in the first one? Like eight? Punt. The first one had like uh, a seven. Yeah, yeah, like barely any. There were 12 in the second one. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so the second one actually introduced multiple fatalities uh babalities and really uh, uh, something else but like and on top of that it uh they flushed out the combat system and made it quick and so this is a case of the sequel uh being better than the first because the first one wasn't good but it was original so everybody dug it and mm. so they had this unique opportunity that most games don't get, or it it got the opportunity to correct all their everything they couldn't, you know, they didn't consider originally. Yeah, know, that's stuff. true. And then with with Mortal Kombat two, you have you have a well rounded product that uh, a well with Mortal Kombat two you have a well rounded game that uh, wouldn't have been possible uh, if the first one had. Because the first one wasn't good, the second one got the opportunity to create a, a dichotomy of like what it could be. And from that second one, it really lifted off. And then Mortal Kombat 3, there was an ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 where they had oh, yeah. like a crazy big roster and Ton. all sorts of oh, extra yeah. stuff. And like Yeah, I um I think that's that that's a tough thing with fighting games is how do you do better than the previous one? Besides just more characters. Um but I think things that more moves. Yeah, I think what they did That's with really like weird. Mortal Kombat 2 is they uh, enhanced the fighting system so they made it more complex and yeah, they added new characters Stage. and new stages, but I think that real Stage fundamental fatalities became better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean that's just enhancing the combat and the gameplay. So, I mean that totally makes sense. And I like I said, I I don't think that Mortal Kombat to, if if the first one, first one was was made well, I think the second one would have been the series would have been the same. So this is an example of because the first one wasn't wasn't good, that gave them the opportunity to just improve, improve even more. a lot. Yeah, makes and sense. And you wouldn't think that it would be that much of an improvement. So many little things to improve on that it just became better version of the original that makes sense i agree with you a hundred percent i mean that that really makes sense um but speaking of sort of gory games i want to go into my last one real quick because i think 
this one kind of goes, you know, a little, goes kind of well with Mortal Kombat. Um, Let's get it. Dead Space 2. Dead Space 2? Is amazing. It is just amazing. I mean, Dead Space 1 is also amazing, but 2 just took it up a notch. That's an example of a good game where they got the opportunity to do everything that they couldn't afford to do in the first one. Yeah. Yeah, there's an interesting uh, bit of like animation trouble they had with like this, that one scene with the, in the original with the, the tentacle. weird tentacle coming. Yeah, mm-hmm. the tentacle. Yeah. They, they, they had to cut out. They had to cut out parts of the game literally just to do the tentacle scene because the tentacle scene was taking up so much time and so many resources to get right because it was such a complex feat to program uh, and animate it because it's it's an interactable cutscene where you're still able to shoot and not only and 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 it has to come the tentacle has to come out and grab you by the leg mm-hmm. and they were having a really hard time <laughs> yeah and that's that right and that's but, one of yeah, the best so things about yeah, really that's one of the example. best things about Dead Space is they made the horror on it so amazing that they made sure not to have cutscenes so it wouldn't take you out of the immersion. So you wouldn't feel like you were safe for, you know, the minute or two that the cutscene goes. Like, they did the same thing with inventory and, and everything. I just, I love Dead Space as a whole. Number one was fantastic a classic number two somehow was better and then number three was just awful but number two i think was the best uh horror genre goes it's the most action-packed horror genre game out there uh yeah dude there's that scene i think it's in the second one i don't know which one it's in but there's a scene where you fall down an air duct and you're dangling by your leg Mm-hmm. Your flashlight and your gun, and there's mm-hmm. all these monsters coming towards you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ah! I yeah, I can't remember which one it is either, one or two. But I mean, but like speaking of the gore stuff, number two's more gorier than number one. I mean, when that when that doctor gets that needle in the eye, oh man, that that's gore. If a needle goes in an eye, yeah. that's gore to me. But <laughs> Scary. I, the one of the best things about number two is you start off in an insane asylum with a straitjacket on, and the guy helping you turns into a, a xenomorph right there or whatever. Yeah, and uh, then you have to escape. Good job of being a psychological thriller. Yeah, you have to escape in a straitjacket. You can't do anything but just run. Like it's, it, oh my gosh, yeah. And. And like, what's what's great about Dead Space is is you're not like this isn't like Doom where you're a super soldier. It's not like Halo where exactly. you're a super soldier. Yeah, it, you're not Batman where you've been training and you went out and you learned and you fought a bunch of people. You're just a maintenance guy. Yeah. Else, hey, I'm guy. just an engineer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm an engineer for a, a mining guy. company. I know. I love it. <laughs> yeah, right. That's like really terrifying right there with that note. <laughs> and it makes so much sense. Like all Leon, the weapons. Right, Leon from Resident Evil. Yeah, like He's all got, the. Weapons are like 
tools, like mining tools and engineer tools, it makes so much sense. Yeah, just a real game. Yeah. No, real like, game. even in, in, in Resident Evil, like, Resident Evil 2, like, that's a sequel. Resident Evil 2, Leon's first day, he's a police officer, though. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's got a little bit of combat training. Like, in Dead Space, nope. <laughs> Nothing, yep. You stomp, you'll, you, you'll, you'll stomp on Yeah, stuff. that stomp's pretty powerful, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, those were my three. Ziggy, what's your last one? This is my my last pick is the best example of a video game sequel that is absolutely 100% better than the original. It's called uh, Samurai Legend Musashi. Never heard and, of it. Uh, that sounds really I, familiar. Right. Right. Uh, the first one is one of those like ultra rare gem gem quality ps1 titles just call it it's called musashi and uh it's got ps1 graphics and it's a hacks it's kind of it's an anime looking game but the this the second one here is just called samurai legend musashi and it's got cell shaded graphics with fat lines hmm. uh the graphics are on 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 par with Kingdom Hearts One. Oh wow! It has right, uh, but it doesn't have the like I said, it's cell shaded, and it doesn't have these it's like it. It is made by Square Enix. It's actually a Square Enix game, oh. and it has RPG elements. Uh, it's actually you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, this has a lot in common with Kingdom Hearts One. Where like uh, when you kill stuff, you get these little like health orbs and stuff like that, and but you can you can uh, whenever you parry somebody's attack, you can steal their move sometimes, and then you can use it forever. You just automatically it's like well, you've learned a new ability. Bro, that's really cool. And, uh, there's it is cool, and then there's uh, random little mini games to get from like almost like from chapter to chapter this little makeup it's not like between levels really but it's like all of a sudden it's you're on a motorcycle you're going through this tunnel and there's a bunch of ninjas on motorcycles trying to trying to stop you so you're having to like go and like and ride to uh, kill them and then before like as soon as you get really into it it's done and that's the only time that mini game happens in the game Hmm. (laughs) you're just like wow that was awesome i was just fighting ninjas on a motorcycle Oh, that's really cool. Oh, all the bad guys are robots. Well, I, yeah. I wanted to ask about it. You said oh, it's cell shaded graphics. graphics. So, is it one of those games where, even though it's like super old, it still looks good because of just the art style? Yeah. Yeah, this is this is a case where all, all you'd have to do, honestly, is soften some lines, and it would look HD. Hmm. Huh. I PS2, love those kinds. PS Two has. Sharp, sharp line. Oh, I gotcha. Oh, that's the 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 saddest thing about PS2 is is all of the cutscenes are like 360p quality. Oh so yeah, sad because my TV is massive. Yeah. Or PS1, PS1 is like 280p. Oh uh, well, yeah. What can you do? Like 720p graphics, but played at 280p. It's yeah. like. <laughs> 
That's why you got to get you a uh, CRT <laughs> TV like, for it. Stand back. Well, Stand I mean, that sounds pretty awesome. Um, Michael, you want to finish this off with your last pick? Okay, now. Please. These two boys right here don't really have uh, too friendly of an opinion when it comes to 3D fighters. But uh, I have to say, when I saw Tenkaichi 1, I was like, oh, what? And when Tenkaichi 2, baby, came Ten, out, hold, just like next. Ten, Tenkaichi, what what game is this? Dragon Ball Z, Budokai, Tenkaichi Michael, you got 2. It. Okay, okay, the full title of it, okay. You must... <laughs> Tenkaichi means number possible. one under the heaven, right? By the way, if you look at his kanji. So but, then Tenkaichi uh, two is say, number two under the heaven. <laughs> but no, uh, so uh, Budokai Tenkaichi translates to the number one fighting tournament under the heaven. If you actually uh, just read its kanji verbatim. Oh. Just a fun fact. That's not the secret fact that I'm trying to lead into. However, if there you go. The more you know, Rainbow. Da -da. Um, it just, I don't know. It had a lot more characters. Uh, featured some uh, GT characters, even though GT is kind of like, Bleh. but <laughs> I like GT. It just uh, included a lot. Uh, I actually do have fond memories of GT. People rage about its canonical status and things like that. But I, I actually really enjoyed it. I like the addition of Baby and Baby Me Vegeta, too. just Shin Omega Shinron, Shinra, yeah. all like that. It. Vegeta's mustache, yep. Oh, the moustache, yes. But as for Tenkaichi 2, um, I just really liked how I added transformations into the game where you could, like, and, like, not very many games since have done this to where, like, you could stay, like, base and then just choose to go, say, Super Saiyan 1, 2, 3 if you're a Goku or just, you know, do you want to go Majin Vegeta or Super Saiyan Vegeta or Super Vegeta? A lot of, lot of interesting things there, but uh, just the graphics are a little bit better, like the environments. Uh, Cells Arena was just a blast. It's like a blast to play on any game since. <laughs> but the fun fact or super secret, awesome, super chocolatey, mega, ultra, super Well, before you get to it, super fake. Before you get to it, let me talk about Tenkaichi 2. So, I had all three of them. I played all three of them. Yeah. And, um, I, I do like the, the arena fighting. I mean, I like it. Um, it makes sense for Dragon Ball Z. Um. It definitely. It, it does. And, like, most anime games have that sort of the sort of fighting which you know i'm fine with but yeah i did like tenkaichi too because oh my gosh so many characters it, it didn't have no dragon ball z game had that many characters up until tenkaichi it was 2. loaded yeah it was loaded i mean it was like you could even get like yeah like frieza's like soldiers and, yeah <laughs> you're like what obscure tiny character do you barely remember that they can add in the game this time like Right. It was awesome. Which, which Tenkaichi was it where you could customize your character, like with the different aura colors and like the halos? Was that two or three? I think that might have been three. Uh, oh. It was really like well, I, I was going to compliment. They're, they're like experimenting pre Xenoverse. Yeah, I was going to compliment too on but, that, uh, but I guess yeah, I think so. I mean, it's 
the the only copy of like a Dragon Ball Z fighter that I still have that's like retro and not current, like say if you want to exclude Xenoverse Two and Jump Force, is like yeah. Raging Blast Two, which was kind of pretty up there on the character scheme. Hmm. But really, what I prefer this is kind of a nag. It kind of leads into the secret fact. But what I like about Tenkai Ichi Two is how they did my boy Vegeta with his uh, specific move, Spirit Breaker Cannon. Okay, it's well before you get where, uh, before you get into your secret fact, I. Uh, one of the few uh, video game guidebooks I still have is for 10 kg 2 by the way. I actually have one that's missing. Hey. I think that the cover got ripped off, but it's Budokai 2. Oh, wow. I don't know. There's a lot of old guidebooks. I Ziggy, didn't you have something you wanted know. to say about 10 kg 2 Me? You say Zig? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you. Yeah, no, you. No, I, I don't have anything to say about 10 kg 2 Look at his. Hating on Tenkaichi Two. I just didn't. I didn't or get one. into any of them. Already given. Well, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing cooler <laughs> than. Yeah, that was good. I was, was like, "Where's the?" I mean, I I think the coolest thing on Tenkaichi Two was, you'd have a huge like Hirudagarn like tearing up like Central City, while you're just like. Future Trunks hiding behind a building trying to power up to go Super Saiyan 2 so you can just slash it. Like, coolest yeah, thing. Yeah. A lot of good combat moments, too. And, you know, <laughs> they've uh, improved on, like, combos. And I think the simple. graphics. Yeah, they, uh, they, always the graphics. Had, they always had a banger of an intro video uh, when you, like, first booted up the game. Yeah. They'd have like some crazy animated like things showcasing the majority of the characters right out the gate. That sounds like a pretty good future episode. What what video games had really awesome intro videos before you actually had the press start oh. home screen. Yeah, or any cinematic That'd be that'd be <laughs> a really good oh, one. Oh like like not even like in the game yet, like just just what's yeah, like as soon as you start the yeah, game up and it says like the producers and the and then it does your intro video and then after your intro video it's press start or any button or start a game. Yeah. The Is intro video. Devil may cry. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Boot that up. Huh, but uh, I guess uh, yeah, it was just they added a lot more moves and a lot more like versatility to like say you're playing as Vegeta, but you like do you want super energy volley? Do you want gap gun? Do you want like base big bang attack? And you know, I mean, this the ultimate moves were always limited, but you could like I had a nasty Krillin where he would just <laughs> after image five times in a row. He had scattered oh, yeah. Mea Mea. He was pretty much a bully of a yeah. character when you're playing online. <laughs> Well, that, that sounds great. Why don't we move into our uh, secret fact time? And I know, Michael, you've been itching to tell yours, so go oh, ahead yeah. and tell this your secret fact. This is more of a nag. So, my favorite move. No, it may not be my favorite, but it is a good homage to Vegeta. It's uh, Spirit Breaker Cannon, I believe the name of it. And it's what he does to sell when he first powers up to Super Vegeta in the anime. Oh, it's yeah. the move where he like kicks him in the stomach straight up into the stratosphere. <laughs> Elbow drops him down, and then he um, just lands right on the back of his spine, grabs his leg, and 
throws them and like uh, created a lot of distance between you and who you're playing against. My gripe and why that's my favorite out of all of them is that every Dragon Ball game since has cut out the over-the-shoulder leg throw. They just stopped to where like the move's still in the game, but at Tenkaichi 3, Raging Blast, Raging Blast 2, they always stop the combo to where like he like just jumps and lands on <laughs> your spine without the th- shoulder throw. And I hmm. just never let that go. <laughs> but why do you, you think? Look at Tenkaichi too. Why do you think they would have taken it out? Is have it like maybe maybe they saw that like just being able to like do such an upfront combo into like a wide like you know just the in in piece of the combo was uh, that you could like throw them a fur fur fur, fur dur, 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 uh, a far distance away to like you know just get about in the safe distance maybe it was more stamina not yet no i haven't uh, my most current game um, is like xenoverse so 2 i haven't played of... kakarot or the first universe hold on what about okay well but well, it might have been fighter z okay. all the all the moves are directly ripped straight from the show yeah oh, but the spirit breaker cannon was too from the show like he, uh, if you watch the frame, show frame frame wide yeah but i don't know if you watch this show, he yeets Cell into oblivion at the end of this move. So hold on, they have this move this in Tenkaichi 2 and they don't have it in any of the other ones you've played? They have it, but they cut part of the combo short. Oh, they okay, they cut it short. Maybe, you know, it's one thing that I do know, and this seems like it could be a secret fact, but it's not mine, for, for this episode at least, but... Uh, when they re-released um, Budokai 1 and 3 for the uh, PlayStation 3, in like the Budokai collection, they changed Broly's, uh, one of Broly's moves where he like takes your head or takes the enemy's head and like uh, slams it into the earth and they cut it just short so you don't actually see that impact because it's so like brutal. So maybe could this be... Maybe, like yeah, that? I think I've noticed a few that got cut because yeah, Vegeta would he would kick you in the air, fly up, elbow drop you, you would land on your stomach. He'd like then like land both feet on your back, like pretty much breaking your spine. So they cut and out that. Grab your they leg, cut out the spine part. He would grab your leg. Okay. Yeah, well, they stopped right there, but what they cut was after he'd step on your back, he would grab you by the leg mm-hmm. and throw you over your shoulder, and it would send you flying to like the far end of the mat. And then they just like ever since that, they just cut it short to where he like steps on your back. And maybe <laughs> maybe they it. don't want to promote people uh, stepping on someone's back and then throwing them. Like that's that's a little too cool. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna break their spine, leave like, them as they on, are. Why are they gonna take something away from Vegeta? I'm just a big Vegeta fanboy, so I felt personally offended. Well, and, like, I, out of all the Tinkaichis, the one that has that full combo is my favorite. Well, and that's I why I challenge you, <laughs> I challenge you to uh, look at like Fighter Z and Xenoverses and all the other ones and see if that combos. I think I've already like found like went through this universe part like yeah, since but, I was universe but two. Ziggy like, oh, said Fighter Z. I I, but, Have you checked out Fighter yeah, Z? Yeah, I gotta I gotta see that. Nope, I gotta check out like Kakarot and the rest of them. But it's definitely a Cell Saga move, and like you can see that frame by frame. Like if you watch this episode, like I don't know what it is like. I don't know. They have like two hundred fifty nine episodes for the original Dragon Ball Z, but. Yeah. Uh, Huh. During the fight with Cell, he does this move in completion, and they like rip it right out of this conflict from the show, and then like they just decide like 
part of the combos of me. Every single move in Dragon Ball Fighter Z is like by, is like frame by frame, camera angle by camera, straightly. It is it's super duper cool. And Choji was, I was I was hanging out with Choji, and he was like telling me which episode which moves were from, and he's like, look, I just combined like eight episodes together, <laughs> like different seasons. Like, well, he's like, yeah, that's the movie he did this in that episode. This is the move that he did this in that episode. I hear, or I, I'm not. It's too not caught like up. some generic. It's not like a generic. It's not like a generic Kamehameha. It's the specific right. one from a specific scene. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Master Roshi with Master. They Roshi, just added to him. Uh, he's yeah. He's got the move. That's what I was, he's, I was about to say. He's got he's the like move the... where he can. He see. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe someone listening can let us know in the comments if they know this very specific move and if it's in any other Dragon Ball Spirit, Z game. Yeah. Spirit Breaker Cannon. Like, it's in the game still and with the same name. Yeah, but the full... the yeet part. The full throwing the them. yeet part out. But, uh, yeah, Ziggy, all I wanted to add... Okay, what, Ziggy, yeah, what's your, um... What's your secret fact? My super-duper secret fact is the fact that uh, the, the, the voice of... The voice of Master Chief is actually a radio show host. He was like he used to he used to do radio, huh? <laughs> In the seventies, he was a seventies radio DJ, and then now he he did the voice for the guy for for Master Chief. But that's why his voice is so like awesome is because he's been on a microphone for like 30, 40 years before he did Master Chief's voice. That makes sense. Wow, that's kind of on some uh, Optimus. Optimus Prime type level. Oh god, Peter, yeah, Peter that's Cole true. is like the greatest rollout. Like I don't know, no one could replicate Peter Collins' have, have voice you heard for the Optimus story? Prime. Have, have you heard the story? Yeah, his brother called him. Yeah, his brother called him and was like, hey man, you should try this gig, man. And he's like, what? Try this gig, I'm voicing a truck? How is that going to work? That's a truck. <laughs> but yeah, he pretty... His brother, he was out of work for a little bit. His brother was, uh, you know, just said, hey, man, you should give this audition a shot. And then, you know, Optimus Prime had became immortal after that. Well, point. is, Ziggy, is, is that, that kind of how they did wait, Master wait Chief, that's, too? That's literally not the... Wait a minute, Michael. That's literally not the story that I heard. <laughs> Michael, oh, did, did you, you make that one up just now? The interview? Did you make yeah. it up? There's an interview he did on YouTube. Well, no, you just did. Wait. Yeah, I think I think we saw the same interview. You just like left out the whole part where his brother. Well, yeah, we're <laughs> supposed to talk about your secret <laughs> fact. I was trying to leave. Hold it. on. Yeah, he did. It was. No, hold on. Now, Ziggy, I want to know. I want to know what you say the story is. Because now I'm intrigued about Optimus oh, Prime. Well, I mean. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah. We're. we're Moving away from the Halo thing, going to Optimus Prime. So it, it's, it's Michael did say like the right story. He just left out like the most interesting part to, to me. I just didn't really uh, want to get over a lot. His brother gives him the. That's okay. That's okay. Well, I, I want to talk about that part. Uh, so his, his brother is in the military. Brother's in the military, and his brother is a decorated. And when his brother talks, it, it, he literally, he just talks like his brother. When he does Optimus Prime, he just copies his brother. Because yeah. his brother talks with such a way that's like, 
guess how Optimus Prime talks. He said that he just whenever he hears his brother give like speeches, he's like, that sounds noble. And like, you know, like it's just good. Like, and so he copied his brother. And his brother was the one who totally hooked him up with the job gig, I think. Hmm. He told his brother about it, and his brother was like, do it. So then, is that. Did like, the guy who does. Do it. So the guy who does the voice for Optimus Prime, did he call the radio guy and say, hey, I got a gig for you? And had him do it? No. Oh. No, no, no. He just I'm just went saying off into Peter Cole for some reason. Optimus, no. No, what I'm saying is Optimus Prime's voice acting same he's been doing the same voice for like 30 years mm. so and so master chief the guy who does master chief's voice has been refining his his voice microphone for like 30 or 40 years as his well. radio voice yeah before for getting the role of master chief and like i think master chief is on his his character and the way his, his voice acting is you can really hear it too yeah that is a good fun. voice yeah that's true. Well, that it's was almost, a... It's, like, always on cue. That was a really good, interesting fact. That actually was. I was really, really surprised. Um, it was really interesting. My my secret fact is about Dead Space. Because um, I had talked about it on one of my, one of my favorite sequels. Um, so, did you know... The creator of Dead Space wanted to create a game that had no, um, like, heads-up display or no user interface. Where he didn't want it to be like every other game where there's a health bar at the top right and your ammos, you know, in the bottom left. So, that's what he did for Dead Space. So, if you recall... Isaac Clarke's health bar is literally on his back, and his stasis meter is on his back. His ammo for his guns are just like a hologram on his gun that even the character could see. And whenever he pulls up inventories, it's just like a hologram from his helmet. So, yeah, it's... uh. It's really cool, like one of the the best examples like of heads-up displays. I think it's yeah, great that's true. That was pretty system. interesting. Yeah, I like it when like Deus Ex Machina or anything like that, where it's like a, just a projection, of, like the HUD is an extension of your character, <laughs> almost. It's pretty, what were you gonna I say, like, Ziggy? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I'm kind of tired. I'm <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, but I think another good example is like Metroid Prime. Because everything you see on the heads-up display for Metroid Prime is literally just like Samus's helmet. So it's what she's seeing, too. So. Oh, right. I remember what I was going to say now. When like we're basically talking about it, all these games are games where the heads-up display within the game and it's not this like outside the like yeah, any, like any final fantasy game you play though so that character that 
that menu is non-existent. It's there literally just for the player to understand. What exactly. Yeah, it's like a film between in, you and the game. Some games. Yeah. In, in some games, you're just using the same tools that your character has, and it just makes it's more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't it's break more immersion. And like, God, it it makes it more immersive. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, that no, like I don't. I also wanted to like point out like just Fallout Four when you put on some power armor. <laughs> I really like how it's, it's uh, displayed in gauges. Feels a little steampunky. <laughs> you can see like the battery level through the visor of the power armor. It's very interesting. On Fallout Three, in first person, anyways. Yeah, or Fallout Four, even like if you're in first person. Yeah, I thought you meant Fallout Four. Yeah. It's oh, not like so did I say three at first? Yeah. Well, yeah, no, my apologies. Unless you have that rare medic armor that talks to you. Yeah, like, yeah, no, but Fallout 4, yeah, it shows your battery and stuff. Yeah. yeah Sorry, cool. I thought I said four to begin with. My apologies. I, I, I think you did. Yeah, you said but three, I'm, but I'm whatever. Oh, man. Oh, I thought you said four. I'm crazy. Uh-huh. I'm being, getting crazy. Maybe, maybe Dime crazy. All right, well. This was our third. This was our third episode of Crazy Daimyo's Video Game Emporium with the boys. I have been Lord Daimyo. Is me Clay, also known as Creation Master Zigmund. And uh, thank you so much for listening and watching. Um, go ahead and in those comments. Put if you think any of our choices are wrong or right, or if you guys thought of a sequel that was better than the original game, because we would love to see it. And, uh, you know, video video game podcast, YouTube outro, and uh, thanks so much for watching, and we will uh, see you next week. Say, say goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. It was good talking to you.